0: Dalton said yesterday that it's, and I quote directly, easy to criticize, end quote, the hitting coach. And you know what? He's right. It is easy to criticize the hitting coach when the hitting coach is terrible. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Brewers 7, Pirates 3. The less said about that one, the better. Really not much there. Brandon Woodruff pitched exactly the way you would expect him to pitch against a lineup like this with a hitting coach like this. Seven innings, no runs, two hits. And Andre Jackson started great, fell apart. That's also been par for the course for him. Earlier in the day, both Shelton and Ben Charrington took turns offering emphatic endorsements of the work of Andy Haynes, with Shelton going as far as saying that he'll absolutely be back in 2024 as a hitting coach. If there's worse news this team could have gotten yesterday, I'm having a tough time picturing what it is. Want to know why it's easy to criticize Haynes? Because this is year four of accumulating talent. And the results are that the Pirates rank 23rd in Major League Baseball and OPS, 24th in runs. Both of these figures despite an awesome April in which the Pirates were among the top two or three in all of baseball, which, incidentally, should be partially credited to the hitting coach. But nobody gets better, and that's the one thing they can never address, and didn't yesterday either. Nobody gets better. They either flatline or they get worse. The only names cited by either Shelton or Charrington yesterday were those of, you're not going to believe this, Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, and Andrew McCutcheon. I'm not kidding you. These were the names. These were the the exhibits that were put on display. Well, taking these in order, Reynolds hasn't changed at all. Reynolds is exactly the same hot slash cold guy he's been all along. There's nothing about his season line that's going to be altered in 2023. Hayes, we've talked about at length this week including just yesterday. Hayes has been great for two months. Hayes has been great since turning to John Nunnally, the hitting coach in Altoona for tutelage. Yes, there was a time three months ago when Haynes installed this toe tap. It worked for about two weeks. Hayes ditched it And Hayes went to Nunnally, and that's where he's gotten answers for how he's hitting now. I'm not speculating at that. I have it straight from the athlete's mouth. And Kutch, Kutch is so far beyond needing slash using a hitting coach that for his name to come up is hilarious. So at the risk of repeating for you something that should be insultingly obvious to even a casual observer of this team, No one gets better. You can't name a single guy. Not one guy. And Charrington, obviously aware of that, had the following to say in, I guess, justifying this stance that they took. Charrington's exact words, we know with young position players that it's not always going to be a straight line. We've had some good things happen with young position players. Parentheses, didn't name any we've had some guys struggle, as you'd expect. That's going to happen. All of the performance related stuff, we see steps forward as a team and on an individual level. Aside from that, the other things we can look at are how relationships are forming. What's the culture in the cage? What are the things we're exploring, Andy? Like, Many others on this staff we believe is constantly looking for ways to get better, constantly pouring into relationships with players. I can't even I can't keep reading this. This is the this is the person running baseball operations. This is who you got. He's doing anything and everything and saying anything and everything to keep into place a hitting coach who subscribes to his hitting philosophy, meaning Charrington's. That's why Charrington got rid of Rick Eckstein, who actually did have results with several players, because Eckstein's approach wasn't anywhere near as passive as the one Charrington prefers. They love to see the starting pitchers get worn down. They love to see their hitters take, 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 take even if the bleeping bases are loaded. So Charrington's got his guy, and it would be way too much of a pain in his rear end to go find another guy, so he keeps this one, and he stands in front of everybody and has his manager do likewise. And by the way, the manager's completely on board with this same trash-hitting philosophy. And they expect you to be dumb enough to buy it. And they can't name A single, a single player at any level who's gotten better. And I'm not talking year over year. I'm talking about at any stage of anything. The one pattern that you do notice as it relates to Haynes is that a young player will get hot, meaning in the minors, they'll come up. They'll stay hot for about a week or two, and then all of a sudden they start taking pitches. They just start watching strike three go by, even if they've never done that in their baseball lives. And if Charrington acknowledges that, then what Charrington will also be acknowledging is that it's his philosophy on hitting that stinks. Not necessarily even the hitting coach who happens to share it. So if he were to dump Haynes, like right now, just say, Andy, you're out of here. He'd bring in Andy Haynes, too. This, this is real stuff. Losing to the Brewers 7-3 last night is just a little sideshow. This is stuff that affects the future of the franchise. This is stuff that flies completely in the face of what Bob Nutting said when he hired this front office. His number one priority was to make sure he said this, not me. Nutting did. His number one priority, the number one thing that bothered him about the previous guys, is to make sure that players get better while they're in Pittsburgh, not just when they go somewhere else. You think Nutting can name anybody right now? If I had him right in front of me at this moment, you think Nutting can name anybody, anybody who's gotten better as a hitter on this roster? When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. Today's J1Q, you know what, before I even get to that, you could tell I wasn't going to be done, right? I'm going to read this part of this Charrington quote again. What's the culture in the cage? What in hell is that supposed to mean? What's the culture in the cage? How about just looking at the ice cold results right in front of your face the culture in the cage i i have a cue here let me find it i, I this is just every once in a blue moon you will think to yourself this is going to get better and this is going to be you know more fun to cover whatever else here and then a a day like that happens where all this stuff that i've been talking about with you for months just gets exposed for everyone to see and hear. Like, I hear it all the time. So, I was surprised by nothing yesterday, uh, least of all that they're coming back. I've been saying that to you again and again. There's no chance they're getting rid of either of them, meaning Andy Haynes or Oscar Marine. Sam asks DK, what is your take on shutting down Paul Skeens for the season? Are the Pirates trying to baby him? Are they afraid of an injury? Are they not wanting to hurry him to the big leagues because of the dreaded Super 2 status? It sure would fill seats in September that normally aren't. Sam, respectfully, I I wouldn't care about selling seats in September. That, That shouldn't be anything that plays into anyone's development. And I said before Skeens was drafted that if the Pirates were to take him, that he should be shut down immediately. Because of the 130 innings that he threw at LSU, because of the heavy concentration of those innings during the College World Series, I was and remain in complete support of Charrington and his staff's management of Skeens to date. Now, that said, Skeens was part of the TV broadcast a couple nights ago. I didn't hear it because I was at the stadium covering the game. But according to a few observers, This sequence on television didn't go all that great between Skeens and the announcers as he was being asked questions that he really didn't have answers to. He was supposed to be starting. He'd been announced as the starter, actually, Thursday in Altoona. And suddenly, the very next day, even though Skeens was supposed to be ramping up to 20 total innings, he was cut off at like, what was it, five, six? So something happened. Something absolutely occurred. And the fact that Skeens at one point blurted out in that TV setting that there was some kind of fatigue, okay, great. So whatever. They shut him down. They're dishonest about it the day after. That stuff is, again, I have no problem with the handling of him as it relates to innings. And honestly, I don't care all that much about how the thing was handled from a PR standpoint yesterday. That's not my that's not my area. It's not my concern. However, here I go again. This was part of a quote from Charrington yesterday, as it related to Skeens. Ready? Okay. This is about his progression since he's been with the Pirates. Quote. Experiencing affiliated baseball, the schedule, the travel, the routine, he checked that box at two or three different levels. There was some pitch design, working on a slightly different shaped breaking ball, working on a two seamer a little bit more than he had toward the end at LSU. There were some pitch design things. End quote. Say what? Who in this organization? Thinks they're going to take kid, literally just done with college, done with pitching on this high stage, and say, we're going to work with some pitch design things with you. A different shape to the breaking ball, adding the sinker. He just got here. And they've got him going, it was supposed to be 20 innings, and now it's five, and then he's done. The next time he's going to be gripping a ball on a mound will be next spring in Bradenton. But they already were working on pitch design? This is stuff that gets you laughed at throughout the industry. This is the kind of stuff that I hear from other team scouts and so forth, who just say, can you believe they're going to do this? And whenever Skeens was drafted, and this was just one scout, so don't take it too far, who was joking with me that they're going to have him throw a 92 in no time, as opposed to 102 in college. Because everybody's got to put their paw prints on everything. That's your worry. My friends, I am not overreacting to poor development slash instruction because you can have all the talent in the world. You can draft your Paul Skeens. You can watch Tamar Johnson hit another moonshot like he did yesterday. And you can get all excited about the skill level of those players. And it doesn't matter if they're getting screwed up. Before they get to Pittsburgh or once they get to Pittsburgh? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I can't begin to imagine why you do, but we're going to have another one of these tomorrow.